When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family of the Tom Bernard Podcast with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Michael Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, special guest David with us. First show of the new year. Yeah. It is first show of the new year. And you, you see this thing around my cheek right here? I do see that thing on your cheek. There's nothing there. No. Yeah, nothing, it's actually surprisingly small. So apparently I got to go get that removed tomorrow. Got to go get hacked up. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Ryan. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. David, I have to get hacked up tomorrow. Is that fair? It's it's not only not fair, it's not something I want to know about or why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. 
Never mind. To be blunt. So, David, how have you been? <laughs> everything, everything is great. Actually, today is my first day uh, back at UCLA. We're teaching my course, Docs That Rock, Docs That Matter. I like and it. It's, it's, uh, I love teaching at UCLA. It's just a, a great place. Great kids. Well, I'm glad to hear. So, what the hell's going on in the state? You had a little bad weather, uh, David. My God. Oh, I think there was a Poco song, Bad Weather. We are having a, a month of bad weather and uh, no let up. Now, they've, they've, they've asked for um, a state of emergency in advance of the storms. That's how bad the storms are. Oh, my God. That is amazing. So what's the latest on your agenda, David? What's, what's happening with you? Well, I just, uh, you know, had this book come out, God Only Knows, the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California Myth. And uh, people uh, are buying it, which is a good thing. That's a very good thing. I love talking about it because I love Brian Wilson and his music. I will tell you something. I worked at Capitol Records for about eight years uh, back in the late uh, 70s and early 80s, and I got to deal with the the Beach Boys quite often. The whole pack of guys, just a bunch of really nice people, but Brian Wilson might be one of the nicest men I've ever talked to. You know, he really is a sweetheart. Yep. He, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He doesn't have an ironic bone in his body. There's a, a childlike quality to him that, that, that I think it comes through in the music. It's one of the reasons I think the music, you know, generation after generation, it appeals to people because there's a sweetness to, to him and, 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 the, and the music he's written and the, and the harmony he's, he's, he's arranged for the boys to sing. You know what's amazing about that, and Dave, you and I have talked about this before, I think. Um, the fact that I grew up in the inner city, I grew up in a Catholic, black, and Jewish neighborhood. I, there were no waves anywhere near me as a kid. <laughs> I wasn't going surfing anytime soon. But I just love the Beach Boys, always have, and I always will. I, what, what do you, how did they cross that over? I suppose you're talking about good-looking young girls out there because you're in your teens. I suppose everybody's going to pay attention, but... I, I just found it rather, because I've was always been an R&B fan. I love rhythm and blues and all the rest of it. But I think maybe it's because, uh, and you probably is a perfect person to ask this question, is it because the, the sincerity of their music, the thing I love about R&B is it's very sincere music about I'm in love or I'm not in love or I'm hurt, I'm whatever. The Beach Boys deliver the message to you, and you can feel that message as they're delivering it, don't you think? Well, I, you're right. There are two things. There, there are the up-tempo songs like I Get Around and Fun, Fun, Fun and California Girls and Good Vibrations, which, you know, you have to, you have to be brain dead not to respond to. But there's the, there's the other half of, of what, what Brian did in, in these melancholy ballads, Surfer Girl, In right. My Room, yep. Don't Worry Baby, God Only Knows, Love and Mercy, that just, that just connected with with people, people in their teenage hearts, and and I think that's 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 the lasting power of the music, is that it really is, you know, I don't I never had a hot rod, no, uh, I never, <laughs> I, I, I was never, I was never out on the strip racing anybody, no, um, no, no, uh, I, you know, I grew up in New York, so I was body surfing, uh, off the coast of Long Island, but sure, um, the, the, the there was nothing about um, the Beach Boys. That that wasn't appealing uh, from from the public perception. I mean, you heard Surfing USA. How could that connected with everybody? I know. And of course, <laughs> and of course as as an eleven year old, I heard Surf City, 
and, and the, the opening line is two girls for every boy. And it was like, I couldn't get a date. Wait a second. There's a place <laughs> well, where there are two girls for every boy. I got to go, go there. See, I love that all the way. You know, I, I just love hearing you talk about this because the exact feelings that I have about the Beach Boys and their music and all the rest of it. Yeah, I didn't live in Surrey. You know, what's so weird about that, David, is the fact that I grew up in a state, a land of 10,000 lakes. There's actually 15,281 lakes. There are more, a lot more than 10,000 lakes, but not one damn wave. I can promise you that. There was nowhere to surf on those 15,281 lakes. I can promise. No, wa- no wave machines, huh? Yeah, well, maybe I should have gotten a wave. Not a lot of wave machines in the neighborhood either. That is true. Well, Lake um, Superior sometimes has waves, but if you fall in, you instantly freeze to death. Well, that's not a good idea. No. I think I'd, I'd stay out of the lakes. I, I, you know, on Brian's first solo tour back in, in 1999, we were in, in the Great Lakes area, um, and it was cold. It was really cold. In mm-hmm. fact, the, 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 the tour bus broke down. It was the band. Everybody on the band got sick. Uh, of course, Brian wasn't on the tour bus. We were in, in, a, in a car that I was driving. I was his tour driver back in 1999. And, and, and Minnesota was, uh, Minneapolis was one of the four, first four shows of his solo career. And the people there just loved him. Just yeah. loved him. No, it's absolutely true, the whole thing. I, yeah, one thing I got to tell you is is uh, when I was working at Capitol Records and back in the day to travel around with the Beach Boys a little bit. I mean, what a... What a great thing for a for a, a, a mid twenties guy wandering the country with Billy Squire and the Beach Boys and the, I mean you go down the list of people. Steve Miller was on our label. Bob Seger, really nice people. But uh, I do remember going backstage to say hello to, to the Beach Boys. The last time that I I was uh, on a concert tour with them, there was the St. Paul Civic Center, which is not even there anymore. It's true. Um, it's gone. But mm-hmm. I was backstage talking to the boys. And uh, just had a really, really nice time. Then I left, and and here comes Mike Love, and here comes you know a couple more of the Beach Boys and all the rest of it. And then they here come four guys, and they have four bed sheets. They each have a corner, and in the middle of those four bed sheets was Brian Wilson <laughs> because Brian Wilson didn't want anyone to see him before he went on stage. And he always did that. Were you aware of that, David? That that's that's, what he that's did. something I never saw. I mean, yeah. and it certainly didn't happen on his solo tours. I mean, he he was very very shy. Yep. He he quit touring early in the Beach Boys' career. He just he just he didn't like it. Back in those days, of course, the sound systems were terrible. Yeah. It wasn't like you had on stage monitors. So this is a guy who heard sound perfectly, and all of a sudden he's on stage and he could barely hear sound at all. And of course, he only has one ear. He's been deaf uh, his entire life right. in the other ear. Yep. And so, so nothing about touring appealed to him. He was not a guy, unlike his brother Dennis um, and others in the group for whom uh, groupies were, were uh, one, of the, one of the benefits of being on tour. That wasn't what Brian was interested in. He was, he was solely interested in sound. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Now, is it true, because we're going to get into a little unseemly part of the Beach Boys now, I didn't know much about it until I actually met the boys all those years ago. But uh, um, is it true the reason he was deaf in one ear was because of his father? You know, it's it's an interesting question that that we can't get an answer to. Right. right. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says I was born deaf in that ear. Sometimes it was from a neighborhood fight. What we do know 
is that Brian talks and has spoken always about how abused he was by his right, father, including right. being hit in the side of the head with a two-by-four. So if you weren't deaf before then, it certainly was something that, that could cause deafness in, in, in the right ear. Um, and the reason I even bring that up, obviously, about the deafness in his ear, and, and it's almost certain that his father did cause it. I know he doesn't want to. Once in a while he talks about it, other times he doesn't. But his father was very abusive to him. And what's interesting, just the other night I heard an interview, Jerry Seinfeld was talking about how to be funny. And he said, if you really want to be funny, it's got to hurt you in some way. Either you were hurt as a child or to talk about this subject hurts you. You cannot be funny without pain. Can you write good music without pain? It's kind of the same point, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I think, you know, there's two things here. One is, is, you know, Mary Wilson gets blamed for a lot of stuff. And, and being an abusive parent is not right. something you, you don't get a do-over on that. However, he did recognize his son's talent. Mm-hmm. He, did, he bought Brian a, a reel-to-reel tape recorder. He created a music room in the house where Brian could, could sit and study the four freshmen. And if not for, not for the father, there would have been no Beach Boys. There would have been no record contract. There would have been no uh, contract with uh, Capitol Records. That they just celebrating the 60th anniversary of being with Capitol Records, which is a pretty remarkable thing. But the, the, the pain that Brian suffered, I believe, is why the music has a depth to it. I think that the, 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 he put all of that feeling, as, as Jerry Seinfeld said, all that pain into the music and that's why it connects you could take the lyrics off those songs and play them in church on sunday and it would connect with the congregation there's just there's just something really you know brian brian kind of has a scowl on his face a lot of the time and i i used to think of it as a beethoven scowl and and then i saw the movie amadeus and i said no no he's more like mozart because brian loves to laugh and have a good time and when i asked him about it he said no no i'm like bach (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like, so that's who he he relates to so i i think of his music as church music it's just sometimes he he wrote about surfing and and, and cars and girls and, and and everything else but when it really when it really counted he wrote about feelings and everybody has feelings right so pet pet sounds which is his you know his magnum opus from the 60s uh, is is considered to be by me and others his emotional autobiography, and when I was interviewing Jimmy Webb about what Brian Wilson did, that meet was so meaningful, is he said in the same way Dylan allowed uh, pop music to be about something other than love, Brian Wilson uh, is the one who who made it okay for your music to be about feelings. I just love the fact that you brought up Minnesota's own Bob Dylan because those guys, as far as writing songs are concerned, are pretty much shoulder to shoulder for me. And it's not just because Bob Dylan's from Minnesota originally, from Hibbing, Minnesota, and all the rest of it. But look, anybody that can write a lyric that says, I wish that for just one day you could stand inside my shoes, you'd know what a drag it is to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's such a great lyric. That's such a great lyric. You know, <laughs> Bob actually sang on a, on, a, on a record that Brian produced. Oh, really? It didn't come out it, it, the way with Bob's uh, vocal on it. It was called The Spirit of Rock and Roll, about, uh, I think, about 1986. And, and, and I'll do my bad Dylan impression. It's like, 
once it's in your blood, you won't feel the same. Oh no! Every mm. from everywhere in L.A. to Tokyo. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it was just. <laughs> God, what a you know. They, when you look at it, at, at how fortunate uh, you've been that I've been in my life to even be around people like this for my whole life, and what a great thing. Just kind of. Uh, look behind the curtain as they say uh to, to write a book you had to look behind a hell of a lot of curtains i would imagine david is that correct did everybody pretty I, much cooperate with you i wouldn't say everybody cooperated there's some people who just didn't want to talk to me oh okay but, you know but but i spoke to brian's mother i, I spent time with, with dennis wilson and carl wilson i spent an awful lot of time with brian of course uh, but what i was trying to get at was how did he make the music? Right. Where did the music come right. from. Yep. I, this isn't. A, this book is not a tell-all. It's. It's not about you know all the the, ter- the terrible things that happened to him and them during the, their career because they really he has had a roller coaster of his of life. So I've I've really tried to only focus. It, it's a celebration on how this guy survived what he did survive, and came back to have this remarkable uh, second act. Which you know his solo career all by itself is worthy of him being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's he's really yes. one of the all-time greats. And in the book, you know, talking, I got to talk to Paul McCartney and George Martin. Oh sure. You know, and 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 George Martin said, if I had to to choose one living genius in popular music, it would be Brian Wilson. And and that's the guy who spent eight years in the studio with with John and Paul. Right. So so that's that pretty much. I'm I'm going to go with Sir George Martin. Sir Elton John worships Brian. Paul McCartney was nice enough to to write a little introduction for the book. Uh, uh, Barry Gibb, uh, Sir Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees, wrote an essay for the book. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is worshipped uh, from from you know his generation all the way up to to folks. To folks like Questlove, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> he learned how to sneeze from Brian Wilson. It was wonderful. That was that was quite a sneeze. Actually, Brian's sneeze could be much much louder. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah. My sneezes are louder. <laughs> yeah, Alex has got some loud sneezes. <laughs> David, do you think part of that is, and and I I use myself as an example. I was 11 years old when the Beach Boys broke. Again, I grew up in the inner city in a very, very Catholic, Jewish, black neighborhood. Uh, didn't have any surf. Nobody had a car. Nobody certainly had a really cool car. There's no doubt about it. How did he reach me? How did he reach all of us? How did he know how to do that, David? Because I don't see any reason I would. Why? What do I care about surfing in California? But I loved it. Well, if you ask Brian, and the reason he compares himself to Bach is I, I, I think He's a channel. Um, the music came through him. In, in 1966, they had prayer sessions during when they were making Pet Sounds. When, when he finished Good Vibrations and he was asked about his next album, he says it's going to be a teenage symphony to God. Oh. So hmm. there's a spiritual quality to his music that, that it's, it's inexplicable. And, and one of the reasons... Uh, I named the book God Only Knows, is because very often the answer to a question is God only knows. <laughs> it's true. It, it, I've spent, I've written more words about Brian, I think, than anyone alive. I've spent more time talking and thinking about it. I've made a documentary about him. I produced the all-star tribute to Brian Wilson at Radio City Music Hall. Um, 
he is one there there is no answer to a lot of the questions it's it's actually in his music if if you want to know brian wilson's story and this is a terrible thing for an author to say because i want everybody listening to go out and buy the book Hmm, right go to amazon and go to david leaf plus god only knows and click on that link but the truth is brian's story is in the music the very first song the guy wrote was surfer girl now where does that come from? <coughs> right. You know, he's, 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 you know, he tells the story. He says, I'm driving in my car and I'm humming. Da, 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 da. And he says, I get home and I go right to the piano and I write the song. Well, it, it came from, a, from, from his point of view. And, and I, who am I to disagree with him uh, from, from, from a spiritual place, from a heavenly place? But I still don't understand how he got that message across to urban people around the world, not just in the United States. He, uh, he, he must be a brilliant lyricist, I'll tell you that. Because well, it no, he's, he, it's, not his, it's not the lyrics. It's, no, it's, in okay. the, it's, it's in the melodies and the harmonies. Okay. He had a million different lyricists, including his cousin Mike Love, who wrote lyrics to a lot of the right, songs. Right, right. But he, wor- you know, Gary, he and Gary Usher wrote In My Room, and him and Roger Christian wrote Little Deuce Coop and Don't Worry Baby, and... And, and he and Tony Escher wrote Wouldn't It Be Nice and God Only Knows. And he and Van Dyke Parks wrote uh, Heroes and Villains and, and a bunch of other people. He loved to collaborate. But Brian knew what he wanted to get across in each song. And it was the melody and it was the harmony. And he learned those harmony arrangements from the four freshmen. And then he taught, the, taught his brothers and his cousin and, and his friend, Here's, here are the notes I want you to sing. Well, that's genius. You know, that's like, we might as well ask Einstein, so how did you come up with E, e equals MC squared? I mean, it's, there, there is no answer to it. It just, it just happens. You're, you're thinking unconsciously, and the music comes out. Brian says he'll sit at the piano, and he'll often feel like his fingers are being guided from a, from a higher power. You know, what's so amazing to me about that, just thinking about this, whether it's the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, um, you mentioned Bob Dylan, even Ray Charles comes up, you know, I'm busted. The songs that I heard from those people were about poor kids who made good. You know, I got a tough life. I don't have enough money to take her out on a date. Maybe she'll just want to go for a walk or whatever. It was very clear to me, at least, David, when the Beach Boys broke, these are upper middle class kids having a ball. I mean, how did that happen? How did that well, fit that, in? Well, that was a good fake then because they weren't. Yeah, they, right, they were not, right. They weren't. Um, what they were what they were singing about was aspirational. Yes, that's a, that's right. A, that's a too, a too big word to use this early in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but the, they they just this is this was the life they wanted. When Brian wrote two girls for every boy, right. he came up with that. He he didn't have he, he had one girlfriend who, who he was desperately in love with and she had broken up with him. Ooh. So so he he never he never had. He wasn't a surfer. Hmm. Now he, he liked to he liked to ride in his car. He liked to drive, but he wasn't he wasn't uh, you know he wasn't out on the track. This was not Mario Andretti. This this guy this guy was not you know a car racer. So everything that came through him was what he wanted, what he dreamed of. When he wrote Good Vibrations, the idea was he wanted people to have good vibrations because. For so much of his life, he didn't have good vibrations. When, when your father is yelling and beating you right. for no reason, 
well, what do you need? You need good vibrations. That's a very good point. Yeah. It is a really good point. So, uh, pardon my uh, my ignorance on this question, but were any of them surfers or any of them car drivers or racers? I, I, I yes. know they did things yes. and they became those things once they got popular, but were any of them to begin with? So, so Brian's uh, the middle brother, Dennis Wilson, was a surfer. Okay. And what's so strange about their story, when you think, you, you mentioned the Beatles a few minutes ago. The Beatles spent five years before they got a record contract. Right. Dennis Wilson comes home from the beach one day. He's a surfer. He says, hey, Brian, all the kids at school love surfing. Why don't you write a song about surfing and come play it for them? And so he and cousin Mike write a song called Surfing. And within five months, it's on the charts. Oh, really? They weren't even called the Beach Boys. They wanted to call their group the Pendletones. The Pendletones. The Pendletones. How horrible a name is that? That's a named terrible after name. <laughs> they, were, they, they were wearing Pendleton shirts, so they thought huh. that would be clever. And fortunately, uh, an old-time record guy named Joe Saracino came up with, with the name the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were almost called the Surfers, except there was another group already called the Surfers. The, the, the Beach Boys did not make surf music. Surf music was Dick Dale. It was instrumental music. Yeah. What the, what the Beach Boys did was sing about surfing. They sang, sang about cars. Dennis was a mad driver. I remember once driving with him, and it was like, uh-oh. uh-oh. You know, am I, am I going to survive this occasion? Mm. God, that's uh, so... He, he, you know, he, as soon as they made money, he was buying XKEs and, you know, anything, <laughs> any, anything imaginable, uh, you know, but, but Dennis, Dennis was the real beach boy. The rest of them were, were, were fakes, if you will. Dennis had some questionable friends though, if I, if I remember correctly, a guy named Charles Manson, wasn't he a oh, buddy? Good, oh, really? Goodness gracious. He was, they were buddies. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, Dennis, let's put it this way. Dennis loved girls. Yes. Um, and girls loved Dennis. Um, he was, <laughs> he was by, by all accounts, irresistible. And one day he picked up a couple of hitchhikers and, and took them home. And whatever happened, happened. And the next day, the Manson family showed up at the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did he? And it's a terrible, terrible you know, story uh, to associate with the Beach Boys because you think we think of the Beach Boys as the all-American band, right? But Amer- America has a dark side, so I guess it's kind of appropriate that they have a dark side as well. They actually recorded one of Manson's songs, yes, called, called really? Twenty Twenty. They changed the title; he had called it "Cease to Exist." They changed it. To, they changed it to "Never Learn Not to Love," whatever the heck that means. Hmm. And and Charles was not happy about it. Not the guy you want to anger with. Uh, no. your Charles. Charles Manson got his little. Had the, he didn't have the swastika on his forehead yet, though. Thank God. Yeah. That's a good thing. That was to come later. Yeah, that would come he, later. He, he was an aspiring songwriter. I mean, there were a lot of people in the L.A. music scene. Everybody had a, had a tape with some songs. They thought they could get a record deal. And he was just one of, of hundreds. Uh, un, unfortunately, for all concerned, he was also insane yes not a great lyricist i would imagine probably not a great lyricist as as his people wrote on the world wall hilter skilter they misspelled both hmm. words hilter skilter, hilter, skilter. Right. oh okay 
whatever works. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. We better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, you're not that good at it. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Do you think, David, that's just part of being big and famous? Like, if you get as big as the Beach Boys got, the Beatles got, the Rolling Stones, you go down the list, but let's focus on the Beach Boys. Tragedy is going to come your way. There's no Because you attract so many different kinds. Everybody wants to know a Beach Boy. I would imagine that that's probably the case. Probably is to this day. Well, so, well there, there's something about fame that attracts the good and the bad. Yes, um, unfortunately, uh, for the Beach Boys, uh, the, the Beatles, even though they didn't go to college, they were smart, they were educated, they became sophisticated very quickly. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could tell a phony a mile away. Um, you know, five years of working hard, playing in Hamburg, Germany. I mean, they really learned to, 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 to smell trouble. The beat, you know, the, Dennis and Carl Wilson were teenagers right. when when they had hits, so so there was there was they hadn't they hadn't learned anything about life, and so so their judgment, uh, particularly Dennis's, was said said to say, uh, you know, just it, it was it wasn't very good. Now the, the the Beach Boys overall didn't particularly have good judgment. Um, they hired a guy uh, named Gene Landy to save Brian Wilson's life. Now, this guy was a psychologist in Los Angeles oh, who, was, okay. who was famous for working with famous people. Hmm. Um, and he did indeed save Brian's life. He also took over complete control of Brian's life. And, and when he was finally, um, I don't know if excommunicated is the right word, whatever the legal word was, where mm-hmm. he was no longer allowed, and there was a restraining order put on him. So he could not see Brian. This was after nine years of 24-7 exploitation. Uh, when Brian was asked, what was that like? 
he said it was like being in prison for nine years. Wow. So, so we're not talking about a bunch of guys who, who had good judgment overall. I think maybe when you're that successful that quick. I mean, look at Michael Jackson from the time he was a little kid and then later in life. Look at the people that surrounded him. My God, it, it just it's part of that life, I think, if you're not careful. You, you, you need, uh, you know, you need a good parental upbringing to have sense. Yep. And, and Michael had Joe Jackson, who was apparently like Murray Wilson. Yes. Yep. So, 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 you know, you know, when you're suddenly you're on your own, you have all the money in the world, you have all the girls in the world. Um, you're going to make some bad, bad decisions if you haven't, uh, you know, been taught well. You might make some bad decisions even if you have been taught well, especially um, you know, in in the in the in the sixties and seventies, where drugs were, were sure were at their beck and call, LSD, cocaine, uppers, heroin. I mean, it, it it was it was all part of the story. As I as I said earlier, it's not part of the book in in any great way, because it's it's not that I ignored. I, I mentioned you know there's a there's a little segment about Dennis and and and, and the family, but it's only because. It would be irresponsible as a journalist not to include it. But the, the story of the book is, is, is the question you ask, Tom, how did this kid, how did this teenager from Hawthorne, California, write music that changed the world? And, and, and I say the world, and I, 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 I don't say that lightly. I, re, I remember when we, we were on tour in, in Tokyo, and this beautiful, beautiful man who spoke broken English said to Brian, your music makes my heart sore. Mm. Now, what better description could there be of what right. that music does? And, and so it, it connected with people who knew nothing about surfing or car racing or, or any of that. They, you know, the closest they'd come to California was maybe writing it in their notebook. So, so, so the music just connected, and that's genius. When, when art connects at that level, there's that's something very special and that's that's you know that's really what i wanted to do sort of with this book grab the world by the shoulders and hey you got to pay attention to this guy he's really important well, so dad you said that uh his music the lyrics have nothing to do with minnesota but actually he does mention minnesota he does way up north where the air gets cold Old. oh yeah. that's yeah. right that's right yeah. i forgot he spoke directly girls? to us california <laughs> said california girls that's a little but thing, I, Nick. Oh. I did not. I did not know okay. that Santa Claus lived in Minnesota. I thought he was. I thought the North Pole was a little bit no. north of you guys, but I, I, I stand corrected. It's walking distance. <laughs> it's probably walking, walking, sledding distance, maybe. Sledding distance, indeed. So, David, what a great, great interview you do. David Leaf, spelled L-E-A-F, of course. The book God Only Knows: The Story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California Myth. Thank you so much for writing this because, uh, like I said, uh, I was very, very lucky as a young man to, to travel the road with people, as I said, like Bob Seger and Steve Miller and, and the Beach Boys. And it was, I will never forget it. I can, you know, it's one of those situations where you just, even when I'm sitting here talking to you with my eyes open looking at something else, I can still see Brian walking up and shaking my hand for that first time. Wow. It's one thing I love about memory 
is I can actually see him walking up and going, hey, Tom, I just wanted to introduce myself. It's like, yeah, you should introduce yourself to me because I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. but, but, you know, the thing about him is he, he really is, he knows what the music has done to the world. Oh, yeah. But he's a regular guy. Yep. You, you know, what's his favorite thing about touring? Room service steak. You know, he, <laughs> Andy, my son Andy just said, that's, "Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one." <laughs> you know, he, he just you know he 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 loved nothing more than to ride in the car and sing along with the radio. Yep. Uh, you know, he loved going to the movies. He, he he's just a regular guy, who who you know it's like uh, Clark Kent and Superman. You know, he's a regular guy, and then you take him in the studio, and and all of a sudden the glasses come off, and he's got powers beyond those of mortal men. And, and he's just he's just a, a sweetheart of a guy. And, and I'm so lucky that, that I got to know him and become his friend and, and write this book. There's no question about that. David, great job. Great interview. Please come back soon. I would, I, look, there's, there are many, many, many more things to talk about as far as what that lifestyle is really like. I think that I wouldn't mind mentioning this as I close. Um, and, and a much lower level, obviously, because it's a radio deal. But... For 30 years, I had the highest-rated morning show in America, in Minneapolis-St. Paul. By far, the, the ratings were huge. And the problem with that is, every morning when I woke up, so when I put that on a level of, like, the Beatles or the Beach Boys, how much bigger that is, every morning when I woke up, I went, my God, I can't believe I'm this successful. And then two seconds later, I'd go, this is never going to last. Huh. You go through that every day, David. Well, it's 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 hard work, and... and you know, you mentioned that you were, you know, top rated in Minneapolis. Why else would I get up this early to talk to you? I'm in California. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting up just to talk to anybody, Tom. Yeah. I'm well, here to talk to you. I'm glad to hear that. All right, David, we'll come back soon. Like I said, it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. David Leaf. See, I love the honesty. Mm-hmm. And I hell do you think I got up this early? I wouldn't get up without that. But I... I I guess if you're successful at anything, you're going to have that feeling. If you're really successful, you know, whether it's as a, a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, you're going to get in your head. First of all, I cannot believe I rose to this level. And secondly, this is never going to last. Yeah. It's just um, how hum, human humanity is. It's how human beings are. I think are. spending the time and enjoying what is probably yeah. makes a big difference. It does. You know, memories of Brian Wilson walking up to you and saying hi. I know. I mean, that has to have a huge impact. It's unbelievable. And that's got to make all of it, the rest of it, worthwhile. Oh, it does. There's no question about that. All the people that I've, I've gotten to meet over the years and all the things that have happened and great new things are, are happening right now and... Um, you know, when can I, we talk about the great things? They, I think they announced it today, they? I believe. Somebody on the chat, tell us. No, uh, you, you know, they're talking about great things, right? Great things, not, yeah. not like my career, you mean? Well, oh, okay, I thought, okay. <coughs> I, I misunderstood what you said. Um, okay, I... What, what did you think we were talking about? I, it's fine. Is there anything we shouldn't talk about? Well, no, I just, if they announced it today, it'd be odd considering, you know, I would wait until tomorrow. <laughs> well, maybe they are, maybe they are. So yeah. could, but there, there's, there's some information about where I'm going next and what I'm going to be doing. And I, and, and I will say this, I won't say where it is, but I like every single person that I'm working with 
And I liked a lot of people I worked with. It's over right here. With it's all right of here with all of us. It's all of us. But uh, some of the people I've worked with in the past, some I have not. Uh, I'm going, uh, I just can't, I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow. Well, I won't tell no. you tomorrow. because no. no, you won't. No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I won't, won't tell you tomorrow. Because I'm, but let's, let's find out for sure what they're doing as far as an announcement goes. Well, that, he just mentioned so, it to me. I right. didn't, uh, okay. He just mentioned to me that he wanted to announce it as soon as he possibly could. Which would make sense tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. That, that's so. fine. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We got, Everybody's like, This is all too inside uh, baseball. Let's on? move on. Well, no, people want to know. Uh, I of was just asked coming in the building, as a matter of fact. This I don't think anyone cares. This guy's <laughs> carrying a, a vacuum cleaner over his shoulder. As I'm coming through the door, he goes, Tommy Bernard, how are you? Where the hell are you going? Mm-hmm. You know, so people ask me. Just say third floor. Yes, the third yeah, floor. There you go. But we'll we'll know tomorrow. Going up. Tomorrow will be fine. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. The we'll, other Andy we'll thinks you should uh, when they announce it. The other Andy <laughs> thinks you should enter the popcorn business and, and usurp the, the popcorn title. king. Yep, popcorn. The popcorn king. You can finally God become damn it. the popcorn hey, king. Hey, I I knew a couple that started microwave popcorn. Well, I uh-huh. didn't know them. I knew somebody that knew them. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it. It was like the very first microwave popcorn. Whatever oh, that Redenbacher? was. No, I think uh-uh. there's stuff before no. that. There was? It was so. a Minnesota company, and they ended up selling it for I don't even know how many I'm sure millions, hundreds of millions tens of, dollars. of millions of dollars. Well, this is yeah. way back when. Yeah, it That's, is a long time ago. And um, they ended up getting divorced, of course, because, you know, so much money. Money, that yeah. just get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she got $15 million and he got $15 yep. million and then everybody else who was involved. I mean, it was just, it was a ton of money. So it does happen. You know there's who would so, know that. But I'm just saying there's a lot of money in popcorn if you can get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was first released <laughs> in 1981. Yep. Uh, what did it come out? When did it come out? Probably. Yeah, this says the first microwave popcorn was released in 1981. Yeah. And then there's another one that says 82. Let's see. Oh, Pillsbury first introduced it. Pillsbury. But you had to refrigerate so it because you, it had real butter in it. I, if it's yep. Pillsbury, I bet you Pillsbury bought them out. Probably. That would be my guess. Butter. Well, they yeah. made $53 million in sales in two years. So. Whoa. This oh, yeah. is the first yeah. microwave popcorn was invented in 1946. Really? Well, an empl- employee of Raytheon. That wasn't, that wasn't the people that I knew. But well, for... were there even microwaves in 1946? No. I was going to say, yeah. I don't think I don't they think really they existed. I mean, maybe in like... Uh, kitchens or something dr percy spencer so everyone was yeah, a doctor back then he was working <laughs> with a <laughs> megatron he discovered that the chocolate bar they kept in his pocket for later had melted so it was learned from a megatron magnetron magnetron is that how you said what's, what's a magnetron magnetron um it's basically something a it's a microwave generator oh it is mm-hmm. okay yeah you know who could ask is Tommy O'Brien because Tommy O'Brien and Chucky Gleason, a couple of guys I went to school with as a young boy, uh, got an apartment together and they were the first people. I walked into their house and there was this sound of popcorn popping. And I looked over the stove, there's nothing on the stove, and I'm like, what the hell is that all about? Wow. That was the first time I, I will never forget. And by the way, they put a lot of butter in those bags, I can promise yeah, you that. Sure. Oh, man. Well, butter long, <clears throat> giving everybody. It's- not actual butter. Butyric acid or whatever. Or not yeah. butyric acid. The fumes well, from, like, people. That was the one that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you open you up popcorn bags. remember your father with the, the burnt popcorn yes, bag? Yes, I do. Oh, I can oh my smell God. it from here. What are you talking Every, about? You must have had 
three bags of popcorn every single day for years. I love you popcorn. loved that microwave yeah, popcorn and you burnt it in the yeah, with that weird fake butter stuff. Good thing you don't have lung cancer. Mm. How do you know I don't have lung cancer? Okay. Yeah. Everyone relax. Then there's another <laughs> Everyone well, there's relax. another story that Jim Watkins invented it in nineteen seventy one. And where where did he live? Uh, he lived in let's see, where did he live? It doesn't say where he lived. But that he was the first American who invented it. Um, and he he delivered all microwave popcorn sold throughout the United States from his own delivery van. What? Well, yeah. tell you this much. 1947, the first commercial microwave came out. Mm. It had to have really? a water cooling system, and it cost $52,000 in uh, today's money. To, to, so, so most people probably weren't buying one of those. Hmm. I imagine that's probably true, yes. Most of them didn't, uh, didn't go that route. Joe is on the phone. What's happening? Good morning. How Good morning. you doing? Marvelously well, except for I have to go in and... I'm having a little procedure done tomorrow to get my brain to work. Do you think it'll work? Uh, we have to use um, three-car batteries this time. Three? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I should do. That's a good idea. I like your lead. So what's happening with you, pal? I found your perfect post-KQ job. Oh, you did? What is the it? O- the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is looking for a driver. Mm. Me driving around in a I big wiener. I see it. What? <laughs> I can, I can see it. What do you mean you can see it? What's that supposed to be? Me driving the Wiener Mobile? Yeah, totally. I'd have to think about that. I always like that. Backy shorts and the goofy hat. Why not? You know, I've never seen the Wiener Mobile in person. Do, do they wear I a goofy either. hat when they drive? I've seen it in person a couple times. Do they, do they wear a goofy hat when they drive it? No idea, but I'm sure we can get Tom to do it. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> That'll be the whole I just, deal. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just a regular guy driving it around. I think, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen, seen it a couple of times. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. apparently it's in the Twin Cities right now. Yeah, it's 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 something. For some reason, it's around here does pretty it, often. Does it go to like sporting events or something? Uh, it's, a, it's got a tour schedule. Yeah, it kind of uh, travels about. Yeah. Where's only, that wiener? Track it. Where's that wiener? Yep. Where is that wiener? Where's yeah. my wiener app? <laughs> Your wiener app? Okay. Well, you know okay, don't one. go Googling wiener apps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would do yeah. that. Yeah. I would not be doing that. There's no doubt I about it. I need to find a wiener. Well, that is a packed schedule. There's no way. Always got a lot to do. That's Doc. That's yeah, Tinder, isn't it? Tinder's a wiener mobile. This is all bomb. Look at her working blue. Working blue. <laughs> oh, there's multiple wiener mobiles. There's not just oh, the one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there are. Because uh, in January 14th, it's going to be in Jasper, Indiana, Dayton, Ohio, and Dixon, Tennessee. Dixon, Tennessee. Jesus. Coming to a town near you, the wiener mobile. Oh, wait. Also, Nashville, Tennessee, Union Grove, Wisconsin. It's Yeah, there's many of them. Did you ever do ads like that? The coming near town near you type ads? No, not much of that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do much of that kind of stuff. Apparently it was at Cub Foods in the Twin oh, Cities. That would make sense. I was going to say, I just saw somebody posted a, a picture of Oh, there you go. It. What was a Cub Foods? Which well, Cub Foods? There are many Cub Foods. I no, think I'm just saying, what are you talking about? What was at a Cub Foods? Wienermobile. Wienermobile. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think it might have been at the one in Bloomington. Tyre Carver says he thinks there are six of them. Six Wienermobiles. That would track, yeah. 
I suppose. I think it might have been at the one in Bloomington because the any... person that I know that posted it lives in Bloomington. Uh, oh, there you go. Does anybody know what kind of car they build the Wienermobile over? I wonder, over? actually. It's got to be some, it's got to be a, uh, obviously a convertible. Is it a Firebird? Could be a Firebird. Probably. Where's Doug Sprinthal when you need him? Yeah. Yeah. Inter- Internet says, yes, indeed, there are six Wienermobiles. Oh, there hey, you go. Look at six that. of them. <laughs> hey. uh, we got this covered, man. There yeah. have been multiple versions. Uh, Let's see. What's the most recent one? They don't tell you what kind of car it is. It has Firebird tail lights. Oh, there you go. Firebird tail lights. I think Tesla should get on that. Tesla. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Does everybody still hate him? I haven't been watching the news at all lately. So no, he's it? good now because oh, he supports yeah. the war in Ukraine. Oh, so he's okay now. Yep. Boy, people love to jump on that hate wagon, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. It's like, I hate everyone. Why do you hate everyone? Calm down. The social media tells me to. <laughs> well, I suppose. <laughs> the the Wienermobile fleet has been in a fair amount, its fair share of traffic incidents. In 07, the Wienermobile was driving around with the possible stolen plates. In 09, hot oh. doggers drove into a driveway to turn around, but then attempted to pull out and backed into the road, accidentally putting the Wienermobile in the wrong gear, and drove the giant hot dog through Wisconsin home. Oh, oh my in 2015, gosh. a Wienermobile <laughs> slid off the road and hit a pole well, in Pennsylvania. Oh, Most recently in 2020, a hot dogger was was let off with a warning after driving too close to a stopped car on the side of the road. <laughs> so I, so <laughs> their um, qualifications for drivers don't, don't seem to be. It seems low. So yeah. Apparently, the most recent iteration is built on a Mini Cooper. Yeah, that's really? that, that looks like it in yeah, that that's picture. That's weird. How he said hold up? I suppose that thing doesn't weigh much. Can't, I'm sure it's wait. made out of yeah. Yeah. Sure it's just fiberglass. Yeah. 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 How do you come up with a movable wiener That's, to promote your know. product? I don't know. Mm, think about it. Yeah. Well, really? when you sell hot dogs, but I mean, yeah. I guess that's what you do. Are hot dogs as big as they used to be? When I was a kid, hot no. dogs were huge. I don't hot think so. No. No. They're not. Yeah, they were big. They really are good. Yeah. I had the. Great, I think I they're didn't... making a comeback because they've stopped making them with you know. <laughs> Nitrates weird, and weird things. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pork yeah. I had to, yeah. the best Horse hot dog colons. in New York City yeah. when I was in New York. Yeah, That's what? what it said on the sign. The best hot dog in New York oh, City. Yeah. It says that in about a thousand places. <laughs> Just like the pizza. And the cup of coffee. <laughs> and the cup of coffee. And the bagel. <laughs> and the bagel. <laughs> Tom from Greenville in the chat. There are six Wiener Mobiles. Yep. But Bun Mobiles come in packages of eight. Thank oh, you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. There are two I Bun mean, Mobiles sitting there empty. I mean, <laughs> talk about a racket. It really is. You know what else you is have a racket? You to buy, what would that be, 48 at a time in to order for them to out. even it Just out? Just buy yeah. all of yep, it and then freeze right. it. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. 
the free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant you know what else is a racket? 42 what is a racket lego 48 Lego, Boy, Lego is indeed a racket. A racket. It's yes. such what? a racket. Why? Because I just bought Legos the kids, for I know, Sage for but, Christmas. Yeah, Sage got a bunch of Lego for Christmas, and he loves them. Yeah. But you know what? He builds them, and then you can't play with them because they fall apart. What? Yes. And yeah, then, they do. And then you can't play with them, and then it's like, and no kid that I know... I know a lot of kids, and not a single kid that I know likes to take them apart and put them back together. No, once they once build you're, it, once you're done, you're done. Once done. they build it, they're done. Yeah, right. And then right. they're so just move on. done. And move then you're on. just now left you need with to buy this more Lego, Lego yep. thing that you don't ever play with. Mm-hmm. And then you got to buy more Lego. I feel like I there know. should be like some sort of epoxy <laughs> racket that you can spray oh, on the well, done you can. ones. I know. You can glue them together. Yeah, exactly. I know. But that's like it's a whole thing. And then the kid can't put it together. I know. Dan's like, there should be like a die cast like like a dip. version of yeah like you dip it in a thing oh, and yeah. then, cause like Dan has sealed. Yeah. or Sage has two cars that he tries to play with all the time and chunks are constantly yeah. flying mm-hmm. off of it and then he's like I can't get it back together right cause mm-hmm. they're tiny little pieces and then I'm like you can't play with them I'm sorry yeah they'll just <laughs> fall apart so, so so is your point that you make them and you can't play with them or is your point yes. <laughs> she just kind of went in a different direction there with that no, I mean what's the problem the you buy the Lego bricks you yeah. build something with it mm-hmm. and now you don't have any Lego bricks or toys yeah. because you can't mm-hmm. play with it and all these and you can't build anything and with all the bricks. these kids yeah. cuz like he has the standard Lego that you have like the little mat and you build whatever on mm-hmm. he uses that I thing all that. the time and takes it apart with the little but table the, thing yeah it's the specific kits where it's yeah, like build this helicopter are... build this dinosaur because then he builds it and then you can't play with it because yeah. it falls apart it's but just for displaying in, basically so the you think you just sit and look at we it were, yeah we were playing with that marble shoot thing that yeah. you, you make yeah oh, and yeah, that's terrible too that just falls apart constantly well, of course, like you touch it and and, the, and it just collapses it's, I mean, it's a fun plastic. concept but it just doesn't it's not built sturdily enough to enjoy and like anybody that knows anything about me knows that i don't like things in my home that are just sitting there mm-hmm. just don't do anything 
no, get it out of my house. Gotta be active. But then Sage is all really? connected to it because he. No, I hate having clutter and stuff that isn't getting used consistently and just stuff that's no. You should do my like kids, connects. You can play with those because they're like they snap together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. can't, like, throw them around, though. That, that's probably what he would do. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, he wants to... I mean, yeah. and he has toy cars, but the whole thing with Lego is, it's like, oh, I build this I machine, it, yep. and then I want to play with it, but then it just falls apart. So Legos are a racket. Mm-hmm. I mean, racket. they have a fun time. Like, Sage just had a fun time doing them and whatever, but now he has, like... Did he build the dinosaur? He built the dinosaur. He built... Did it fall apart? Yes. And he they also should got make like a, a skin. They should make like a, a you know, like a, ceram- a slip cover. Like a shrink wrap it. thing. Yeah. yeah, shrink wrap it. There you go. Hold it together forever. And then you can forever. cut it if you want to redo it and then yeah. it can expand. Mm. Yeah. Hey, we should invent that. Drop some sketches. Well, Let's we just, make it happen. We just kind We're of done. like put it out into the world. Oh, so. The idea yeah. came here first. Us. Yeah, patent pending. So oh, I have a question. Our idea first. Is there anybody in the world who's never stepped on a Lego on the staircase? Oh, I have. Ouch. I was say, Andy. Oh, it doesn't have to God. be a staircase. He's stepping on them. Oh, oh, he's not old enough. Oh, my God, that hurts. I also, between growing up in Minnesota and having pets all the time and all that, I always look where I'm walking. I'm always looking down. Yeah, good move. After you broke Hobbs's leg, <laughs> yeah. oh, well. technically Hobbs did well, that to himself. Yeah. Hobbs, there was no way to avoid Dumb that. Cat. No, Nora know. almost did that to Melissa, oh like a gosh. couple years ago. Oh, ran right she under. did the exact same thing and got stepped on, but that time her leg didn't break. So what happened was Andy was going down the stairs, and Hobbs, when he was a kitten, was a complete mental case. Yes, he was. And he jumped right, and he always did this to everybody. As you were going down the he stairs, did. he would dart in front of you and then lay down on the stairs like, yep. and Andy stepped on his leg and broke it. Yep. And so he was like. And I remember Hobbs, yeah, he bolted oh downstairs to go hide under a couch, and I had to extract him, yep. wake up mom and dad, and be like, hey, the cat's leg's broken. Yeah, yeah. mom, I just broke just Hobbs's broke leg. leg. What the hell? I know, and then he ran around swinging his cast around, and then we realized <laughs> yep. that he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to be like quarantined to a small well, area. Yeah, the vet never. Uh, yeah, yeah, good luck. The vet never told <laughs> me kitten. that he was supposed to be stuck in a cage for three months. I don't think he would have liked that. I mean, his leg's no. fine. It yeah, feels fine. So fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's 18 he's years fine. old, and his leg still works. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what more can you ask exactly. for? Oh don't worry about a thing. Yeah, I just looked at my watch. Do you realize it's 25 degrees out? Yeah, I know. That's pretty good out. news. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be in the warm. mid-30s all week, the I guess. Listen have... to the excitement in your voice. I'm telling you, that seven below stuff. I tell you how oh. excited that Jude is that we're doing the podcast. Mm. Oh, he, I mean, he's been waiting days, since day one. Day he's been waiting. Why are we doing the podcast? <laughs> he so does. He sits weird. right we by the door. We have to do it. Tyre Carver thinks you should get the Lego Titanic. The lake 30,000 pieces. Oh 30,000. <laughs> no. It'll take Sage so long to build it that he won't even want to play with it yeah. because he'll be, and then he'll 25. be like, I hate Lego. Yeah, Never give me any Lego again. I wonder how and big that is. It's got, it's got to be large. It's got to be fairly. Oh, my it's God. It's got to be large. It's somewhere between $350 and $900, size? depending on Holy which set you buy. Holy cats. Wow. Yeah. Well, what's the size? Oh, here's some guy holding it. Yeah. Let's uh, see if it's Andre the Giant or... It looks to be probably six feet across. Oh my gosh! I think so. 
Well, it'll have the measurements on yeah. there. Like if you go to oh, buy yeah, you're it. Right. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's not just the white, it's the red. No, the it's bottom. huge, yeah. Yeah, I, oh. yeah, I would say five four, or six feet. I'd say four feet, maybe. Um, it depends on how tall this I mean, guy his is. Tile, yeah, how tall he is. It'll have the dimensions if you try to go buy it. On the Lego site? Yeah. Of Titanic. like how big it is once it's put together. $679. <clears throat> My God. Yep. And dimensions? Dimensions, 54 inches. 54 inches is what's that, six feet? Uh, no. Inches. No, that's, yeah, no, you're right. Four and a half yeah, feet. No, yeah. Well, oh, it's, oh, hey, it's four and a half this feet. Is, no, this is the 9,000 piece version, though. There's a much bigger one, apparently. Oh, okay. really? Wow. Yeah. When's his birthday? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there you go. Just ruin Alex's do you get life. The, do you get no. the conductors doing the music on the side? Yeah, see, you, get a, you need a conductor's hat if you're going to build it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but just the music that they played when yeah. it was going down. And no. Eiffel Tower, no. $630. No, I would just play Celine Dion. <laughs> My heart will go on. Do you believe that Rolling Stone magazine named the 200 best singers of all time and she was not on the list? What? <laughs> How the hell are you Stone? not? That would shock me that. with them. But Why would they do that? She's a phenomenal singer. Well, I agree, yeah, but but there, I bet you that's more bands and more. <laughs> I guess it was all yeah, great heavy, singers. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Like a Adele, was Adele on there? The problem is there are. Well, I'm sure she was. One million singers, yeah. so well, it's like. Well, but like, there's only probably. You said Rolling Stones top two hundred. Like, you're 200, like, oh my yeah. gosh, these singers like Aretha Franklin. Oh, Aretha was the best of all time. You know. She was a great. Madonna. Great Just kidding. Madonna, yeah, she's a terrible you singer. I heard Kostaki. I heard Kostaki's a terrible singer. We'll have to ask him in one that's minute when he calls in. He calls in. He only sings is. Greek songs. So that's the whole problem. No one can understand. Well, she's got to be in the top two hundred. She's got to be in the top two hundred. She's not. In the a, top 200? It was a it was a national story that she didn't make the top 200 in Rolling Stone. They've got polystyrene. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's what how, I'm saying. how does she not? Polystyrene. In other words, got Kelly Clarkson paid to get on this list. Yeah, and it's crap, they got just like everything. They got Brandy. Young Kook. Young Kook. Yeah. Oh how God. does how does Celine Dion not make it? Yeah. She didn't Who's make that? it. Joe, Joan Baez. Ignore that list. I think so. Bonnie yeah, Reed. the list seems. God, this is going to be yeah, a late time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who are the top ones that they Probably have? On the I list? haven't got there yet. I'm still at 182. Number one. Bob Seger's on the list. Number one's going to be like SZA. Tiny Tim or I don't know if it's SZA or SZA. I'm not sure which one. Buddy Holly made it. So anyway, I was saying to the guy, Kostaki's show is the worst thing I'd ever seen in my. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a second. So, did you know about this, Kostaki, that uh, Rolling Stone put out the 200 best singers of all time list and Celine Dion did not make the list? 200. Seems like she'd be top 200, right? Yeah. 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 I think she'd yeah. be like some of the people top on here. 20. <laughs> Francois Hardy made it. Oh, oh Francois. Yes, yes, Francois yes. Francois Hardy? That changes everything. Mm -hmm. Mississippi <laughs> John Hurt made it. Oh, I like Mississippi John Hurt. I know, Hurt, but, but still. He's not a good singer. He's, yeah. Carrie Underwood made it. Hmm. Really? Robert She's Smith good, made it, the running back from better. the Vikings. The Vikings, yes, Robert Smith. <laughs> yeah, talking. sure. Uh, Kostaki, how's so, the football world, man? It's good. I've got buddies here. Uh, we all flew in last night. I flew home, and uh, three of my great friends, Bulldog Nut friends, flew in. And uh, it's raining today, but we got our Georgia gear on, and we're gonna we're gonna go start drinking and get ready to go the biggest. Uh, 
the biggest game of the year. So will it indeed be a rainy night in Georgia? It's yeah, it will be a rainy night. The good news is the SoFi Stadium here in LA has a roof. Hmm. Yes, that helps. Oh, nice. They don't have walls, but they have a roof. Yep. So uh, yep. I think we're going to be okay. You're sound fired up about it. Uh, who, so a, who, who we got tonight? Georgia and who are they playing? Uh, TCU, the Horned oh, Frogs. Right. That's right. The you know how I didn't Frogs. know that because I've been a, vi- a Gopher fan my whole life, so I have no idea who plays for the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Since 1961, as a matter of fact, the last time we won the national championship, the University of Minnesota. 61. 61. Yeah. 60 years. 62 years, but, you know, don't worry about it. (laughs) Well, how long has it been since Georgia? Oh, oh, we're current (laughs) One year, but I'm bummed. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, Did I have to be off by 11.32? Did I mention that? Pretend like you've won (laughs) before, (laughs) Kostowski. Yeah, exactly. So what exactly did the tweet mean? Was it inferring that you guys would be too drunk to do a podcast? Oh, we 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 did do the podcast last night and we were too drunk. So if you're interested in that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Uh, nice. We didn't want to blow it off. We didn't want to not do it because I usually do it, you know, Monday, you know, uh, during it would be during the game in this case. So we didn't want to not do it, and uh, I didn't want to do it late. So mm-hmm. we did it early, and it's a little sloppy, and we muted ourselves for about two minutes in the middle. <laughs> wow. A friend of mine who's like kind of a hardcore fan, he, te- he uh, tweeted me this morning. He goes, uh, I felt like I was in a bar watching that. It came in and out of focus. Uh, you got, everybody was drunk, and some guy I don't know talked too much. I was like, yeah, that's right. In a bar. <clears throat> Yeah, it was fun. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hungover. i got to shake that off and have some breakfast and, and shift gears. Uh, it's early out here. Well, you know, the great thing about that is, though, that uh, the great, a great, great uh, remedy for a, a hangover is to drink more. So you got Hair that the dog. Hair the dog. That's what they say. I've never tried it. I don't think I ever never will. You never understood that. You never, you never tried it? No, <laughs> thank you. It, has been, you it has been done. Yes, I'm sure it has been done. Yes. Nope. I'm yeah. sure it's, well, it's good. It's good to see Andy and have those guys come out. It's fun. It's fun. It was yeah, great. we went it's and a great club, man. Acme like two weeks oh, ago. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys went out to see him on yep. New Year's. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the best part that is club. It, oh, ma- go ahead. it made me realize I've entered a new era in my life because I am now getting parenthood jokes. Because <laughs> talk, you were talking about like the bib swoop, and I'm, you know, normally I'd be like, "Oh yeah, bib swoop," but it's like, yes, you're right. I the bib swoop is genius. Relate. <laughs> He's got to figure it well, out. Hope, well, hopefully you won't grow into a phase where you really enjoy the divorce That's comedy too. True. <laughs> I'm gonna stay right in the middle here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do that. Do that. That, cl- that club is thriving. It was so it good. It sure to see. is. It was packed. It is. It's That's a great club. They, they've it's added a bunch of seating, though. and it's still That's hugely Kostaki. packed. He that just, is true. He packs them. Well, it's the cl- it's it, a little bit. It's the club. That place. You know, Lewis put probably two grand, two hundred grand into that place to keep it alive That's during true. the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it, to see it come out. On the other side, and I mean, I did six shows. Every single one of them was full. That's uh, great. Nice. I think three of them were technically sold out, and the other three were like, "Man, this is rocking." We probably That's had fifteen hundred people come through there at six shows. It was 
And people Great. came early and ate dinner and stayed and drank after. I mean, the club was re- it was beautiful to see, you know, full force Acme. Mm-hmm. It was cool. If you were if you're going to go to Acme, I would say probably do the dinner thing because you're going to get better seating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that you yeah. get an advantage. We when showed you get up that. like at, you know right at roll call or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and yeah, we were way in the back. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is the other thing is fine, it's one of the but... only comedy clubs in America that actually has good food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Sticks. Is that yeah. Sticks does yeah. good food. Yeah. That is true. yeah, it's real food. It's a real restaurant. Yeah. Most clubs, you know, they do chick, you know, jalapeno poppers. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Mall of America's got decent food. Our yeah. burger or whatever. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to work there a long time ago and yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Got to pay for water though. That's right. You do you? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's the Mall of America. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Still, still two drink minimum situation. You didn't on. get shot. Two drinks so that's of water good. minimum. No, I didn't get shot. I nope. love that. that 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 neighborhood where the club is is nice. I mean, it's actually it's a little it's the, almost the opposite. It's a little hoity-toity. Oh, it is. It is now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, but uh, I was lucky with the weather because the week before was a nightmare mm-hmm. and the week after was pretty bad too. So I was like, the one week it was like 37. That's ah, fine. You know, dry. By Minneapolis standards, it was pretty good timing. Yeah. Yeah, we all had to pay for that because when I got back to Minneapolis, it was, I think, about 12 below zero. So thanks a lot for that, uh, Kostak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Took all the good weather. Don't worry about me. Uh, This is a home you picked. I don't know why. Why would you do that? Well, speaking of which, why do you usually (laughs) come to Minneapolis in the winter? Well, in the old days, I, 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 it's funny. This is a true story. In the old days, I came in the winter, and I hated it. And I was like, no, I'm only, I'm only taking summer gigs from now on. And I did that for about a decade. Every you know, year and a half, two years, I would come back in the summer. And then, uh, and then when I got to be a grown-up, and they started paying me differently depending on how the, oh, how the club was doing, then up. you go, oh, in the I summer, see. everyone's out doing something right. else. This is true, yep. Everyone's at the cabin. Uh, uh-huh. Which is part of the reason they do the contest in the summer. It helps get some foot traffic in that wouldn't normally be there. And, you know, summer you know, summer is tricky for clubs all over North America because when it's nice out, people go barbecuing <laughs> yep. and to the lake right. and whatever. So the winter is actually, it's comedy season. From about September to about March is kind of, yep. that's yep. when you want to do most of your gigs if you can pick them, yeah. you know. So now I'm back That's on true. the winter cycle. <laughs> are we, um, we going to start seeing? Because one thing I really, really miss, because I, I you know, went through 32 years or 33 years of it, I haven't had a comedian in, in studio in three years. Yeah, it's got to be it's before COVID. It's quite yeah. a while. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That, well, that's we used be to do. Well, but you we had, used to ha- we okay. used to do it every week. We'd have every Friday I think. from yeah from Acme and from House of Comedy mm-hmm. come in. But to tell you the truth, there was a little spell there where the comedians were just they not were good real at bad, doing yeah. live interviews, and it just was yeah. rough. But Radio is a different skill. Some comics are very good at it, and some mm-hmm. are just like, yeah. are you not? Are you awake? Are you not aware of what we're doing here? Yeah, it seemed like they were disinterested. They They were were unhappy to be here, clearly. Yeah. Yes. Well, they clearly didn't want to be anywhere, was the thing. Mike was in here last month. Yeah. Mike, um, who? Brody? Um, Brody. Brody. Yeah, Brody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brody was in. Well, he's different. He can yeah. actually do an interview. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> we've had him on a million times. So. No, Mike's a good guy. Yeah. No doubt. But, yeah, I hope uh, when people say, look, I mean, one of the big problems I'm going to have with Kostaki, and I'll only take about one minute and we can move on to a happier topic. I'm watching TV <laughs> this morning, 
And there's a show called Funny You Should Ask. I don't know what it's on the Comedy Network or something. I didn't, I've never watched Uh-oh. it. I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, I look up and who's the promo guy from promoting the show? Louis Anderson. Uh, oh, that was yeah. painful. Surprise me. That's not where I thought this was going. Yeah. That was okay, painful. Good. Oh, why do you think I was going to go after Byron Allen? Because that guy. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to bring up my ex. Mm. Well, that too. Oh. I was. That's right. I forgot. I should. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many texts and emails I get. Hey, I saw so-and-so on the so-and-so. Okay, all right. I think Dad needs to turn his ringer off. I she did, did some jokes off. about you, well, but they were fairly mild. Okay, great. Oh, good. They were fairly mild. But, yeah, that, uh, I do me. miss having the com- comedian. I mean, we would literally have... When you know Gilbert obviously is not going to make it back in anymore, and he and Andy used to really no, that enjoy would be a shock. That'd be that'd be impressive. That'd be tough. You got you know Bob Saget. You got all these people. Uh, that made me very very sad to see Louis because it brought back all of those people that I will never see yeah. again, which really right. pisses gotcha. me off. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that too, man. I hate that the world keeps churning along and changing, and I don't I want it to be the same. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> I really do feel that way. Like. You know, I want to go back to my mom's house and come in the door and turn the corner and see my dad's feet sticking out from behind the mm. wall in the big lazy boy chair. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's yes. where he used to be all the time, yep. reading Greek newspapers and watching the news and whatever, and uh, grading papers for his sociology class. You know, and it's not it's not there anymore. And it, it's like, ugh. I, I mean, know. that's the go-to example for me, but it's that there's a 30 of those in my life where I'm like, oh, I want this yep. tree to still be here when I yes. drive by this spot, you know? Yep. Yeah. The only problem is if we all got our wish, we'd all be 12 forever, and the world would uh, not run very well if that was the case. <laughs> like it is now. A you bunch mean? of yeah. sixth graders running everything. <laughs> yeah, everything's so smooth right now with the yeah. geniuses we got running it. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms tune in pocket cast teaser amazon music audible podcast addict pod chaser google podcast Castbox, spotify iHeartRadio, radio and apple podcasts the paranormal 60 with dave schrader and we are back with stretches picks you know tom uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks yeah and uh, i highly recommend betting of course i always recommend betting yeah absolutely so who's winning this thing the kitties the pack the bears or the purple none of the above those are all the teams in the division i know that well who's your pick i'm going with saber plumbing heating and air conditioning what it's not a football team i know but it's a hell of an hbac company they do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the shift story, it made sense to me. 
It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Yeah, all right. There's a segue I can grab and run into a joke with. Uh, I like it. Uh, the Buccaneers move on to the postseason despite a losing record, kind of like Kevin McCarthy. Huh? <laughs> right on, bum. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Boy, that was that took a long time. It oh, took, it yeah, it did. Yep. Uh, but they're not about serving well, the people anymore. That's the problem. They don't serve the people anymore. It's all about them and how much money they can make. Disgusting yeah. people. That guy in particular seems like he's uh, he's almost the he's the poster child for whatever it is you want me to be. I'll be it for a second. You know? Yeah, well, that's true. Right. So the Bills Bengals game was canceled. I yeah. can only assume yep. some some video surfaced of it making gay jokes. You got to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a little bit of that, hasn't there? That's true. Uh, the NFL declared the game no contest, but the this week's Chiefs Raiders game was a contest. How do they define contest? <laughs> the AFC Championship game might be played at a neutral site with no home field advantage. So, kind of like a Chargers game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Fans raised some eight plus million dollars in support of Demar's toy yep, drive that charity. Was great. That was mm-hmm. wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, less awesome. Brett Favre tried to siphon it off to build a volleyball court. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that joke. Thank you. Thank you very much. He He's never it. been my favorite person, I will tell you that. He, he deserves that joke. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's funny to me we're so obsessed with, with conspiracies. There's a conspiracy theory for every subject now. Uh, but if you think about it, it's always bad stuff. Why don't we have a positive conspiracy? Where's the theory that this was all a ruse to raise eight million for toy charities? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, ah, ah, they faked the whole thing. Yeah, it's good though. It made money for charity. All right. Mm-hmm. Did they ever figure out why he had that heart attack? I mean, well, yeah, he... it's the it was a um, it was an impact to his heart, which is basically if you get a heart impact to your heart like that, it can yeah. stop it. Right. It's called know? a cardiac thump in medicine. Yeah, it, cardiac thump. Yeah, there was another name I heard too, other than the thump. It's not but, scientific. Yeah, um, but are we going to get a further further explanation about him personally? Because there's uh, there's obviously thumps in football every yeah. play. If you get all the, the heart just right, exactly it, right in the heart, it, it can happen anybody. to anyone. Yeah, yeah. but it was a CC name, if I remember right, like CC. Yeah, I thought it was two Cs. If uh, I remember right, cardiac something, yeah, <clears throat> cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, cardiac kablam, <laughs> cardiac kablam. <laughs> it was not kablam. No, it's not kablam. It was not kablam. Oh, okay. It's the precordial thump. Never mind. There you but go. it's also the but cardiac every, something. Yeah, but I don't know. But every day this week, we've gotten good news about tomorrow. It's yeah, he's nice. yep. getting better. Cause, yep. yeah. yeah, apparently that you just kind of bounce back from it, and it All, doesn't sound like there's a, like overall damage. It doesn't sound like, but I think they still have testing to do. Yeah, it's early yet, probably, mm-hmm. for some of these things. Indeed. 
all of America has been rooting so hard for this kid. You think he was playing the Patriots or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, they kind of did that. The two runbacks. Holy to moly! I mean, yeah. the NFL couldn't have written a better start to that game. Right. No, that's back. true. Yeah. yeah, that is true. first on the kickoff. It's the first time it's ever happened See, to, to, uh, to even that. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, I immediately got tweets from knuckleheads like, this scripted, the NFL scripted. Script Real, okay, yeah. walk yeah. me through this theory. Comedio Cordis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Comodio, C-O-M-M-O-T-I-O. Yeah. Let's go sponge diving. Comodio Hey, Comedio, bring the... Comedio. called. Yeah. Bring the air tanks. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Everyone so, was so concerned about DeMar, they shut down the whole House of Representatives. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so have you been able to get to Kingsbury and Love yet? What, what? What's that? Both Kingsbury and Love got blown out last night and this morning. I still don't, I, I don't even. Kingsbury what, from uh, from uh, Arizona. Kingsbury, the coach. Oh, he got I did blown see out. that. And then, Kingsbury. and then Love from uh, was Houston. Oh, now I'm on yep. board. I thought you were telling me about a band or crossroads. I was like, Kingsbury and Love. It's no, I just want to go to Kingsbury yeah. and Love. The food truck there is amazing. If you've gotten got to work yet on the coaches getting fired. I got it. You're right. Yeah, I do have to catch up. Oh, I didn't know about Kingsbury. I saw that Love was fired. Love, mm-hmm. I mean, he won the game and kept them from getting a, their first pick in the draft. Yeah. They fired him the same day. Yep. Yep. What a crazy sequence of events. My question is, why uh, would you name your kid Cliff and then spell it with a K? Yeah, I know, right? It's like to be alternative. Yeah, yeah, that makes him like unique in some way. K also just uh, oh, it's to round it out. It's a T, yeah. but yeah, oh, okay. yeah. God. yeah K- for, K- the, for K- the monogram towels. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you want. Yeah. His name is Cliff. What? Cliff Kings- Timothy Burry. Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Why would you do? No, one K is enough. We yeah. don't need two. Yeah. Double K. Yeah, yeah I it Cliff. Whatever. <laughs> So Indianapolis passed on the NFL's offer, if needed, to hold the AFC championship game there because they have a volleyball tournament, Oh, huh. well, which sounds to me a little like, I can't tonight, I have to wash my hair. You know, like, <laughs> uh, yes. It's yes. technically true, but not really enough of a reason to say no. Like, I think Indy's afraid to show fans what two really good football teams <laughs> look, look like. like. <laughs> oh, that could be, man. For them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Andy Reid said he would play the AFC Championship game in a McDonald's parking lot. Right, uh, right. And if you look at the floorboard of his car, you can see proof that he just wants home field advantage. <laughs> home field advantage. <laughs> yeah. A couple of rappers. That's probably that's probably the closer. I'm not going to beat that joke. <laughs> oh, that's your closer. Okay. Doesn't be funnier than that. Have you done anything <laughs> with his commercial where he writes on people's faces? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's a commercial out there where Andy Reid, like to be mischievous, writes on people's faces. Really? Yeah, and I'm trying to. Re- I don't remember what the product the pl- is. Oh, it's State Farm. Is it State on Farm? The plane. It's State yeah. Farm. Yeah. yeah. He draws a mustache on him. Yeah. So what have you done with that? <laughs> Say something <laughs> funny about that, because well, that, that's what I'm asking. Dee's done anything with that? Because it seems ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Most ads are ridiculous. <laughs> That and, and Gronk looking at somebody saying, hey, I want one, too. And they're like, yeah. a baby? No, the USAA sticker. What, yeah. the, what is this I, obsession with USAA? I know. <laughs> I don't really understand that. I want a fake veteran. Why would you want that? 
<laughs> oh, busted. Yeah, oh, I watched those, too many commercials ashes. yesterday. I guess are those are those supposed to be a little ironic and bad on purpose? I, guess. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> They're so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are so bad. Well, well we got the we got the uh, playoff set. Vikings yep. are in, baby. And yep. and the and the and the Packers were knocked out. This is a this is a happy mm. ending. That was crazy. How the Packers ended up getting <laughs> knocked out by Detroit last night. Detroit's actually a better team than everybody thought. They're yeah, just not they in are. the playoffs. They are. You're you right. know, to be the best team not in in the playoffs. That's a great thing. <laughs> and they're the king slayers of the football mm-hmm. world. Yep. I think it's fun that they played all out and and went for it and beat up what what turned into a really good team the last mm-hmm. month. The Packers were good and they yeah they were knocked them right out. That's a great win for them. After they crushed the Vikings, of course. Was that? Yes. Both teams crushed the Vikings yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. So was it advisable the Vikings for the good again this week? Right. Yep. They get the Giants, the one team that we beat okay. from the East. Yeah, that's right. So. Vikings Giants. All right, that's beatable. And that's we've historically never had a bad playoff game with the Giants. No, was that right? Yeah. Was it forty-five zip? Yeah. What was it? It was some 40, ridiculous. I think it was forty-five nothing. It was like I some think, crazy score. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. What was the name you said? I Giants. forgot it. Giants. Giants. Yeah. Okay. I think it was. It was like a horrible score. Let's see. I think here. it was forty-five nothing. I think you're yeah. right about that. It's four. I think it was forty something. Wonder if I can find it. When was this? Oh, twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, within, within our <laughs> yeah. lifetime. Yes, it was within our lifetime. We have to go right. through the records. These grizzled, loss. scarred yeah. veterans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I still have, there was a there was a place uh, that's still there. It's Macelax Bar over in northeast Minneapolis. Mace-Lax. You ever been there, uh, Kostaki? What that is that the corner of uh, uh, Love and Kingsbury? <laughs> yes, that's exactly where the garlic and beef sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you had the, uh, the the beef sandwich, so which confused. was phenomenal, but soaked in garlic. He hated Bud Grant so much that he painted the entire north wall of the inside of the bar and called it Grant's Tomb and put all these <laughs> oh, that's losses right. in the Super that's Bowl. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. 2000, by the way, 41 0. 41 It was 23 years ago. We were close. Yeah. There you go. 41 0. Oh. 41 to nothing. Yep. Yeah, we'll that see. was just a, in a playoff game. Yeah. 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 It was terrible. Oh, it was like one oh, team just didn't hurts. show up. Yeah. You know? That's exactly oh. what it was. That hurts. Kostaki, it's great to hear your voice again in 2023, Pally. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be back. So I'm going to go bananas tonight. Go, go, dogs! Everybody, put all go your have fun, all your mojo, all your good spirits. You should be into. fine. That should be a blow. They should win big. You'd think. I think so, but you never know. Yeah. You're a college kid. Yeah. You're so young. Well, but <laughs> at least they they played last week. Where the other, t- I, I think the other issue was the the long layoff. Where I think now that they yeah. played a week and they're back to playing, I think Georgia should get the deal done and get this over with. Let's so. do it. Yeah, let's it let's have done. a party. And then all of them can move to the pros as a team. So the Vikings yeah. game is on Sunday? Vikings game is, I think, 3.30 Sunday, if I remember correctly. 3.30 Sunday, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll be I hanging out. the full schedule yet. Well, we have a Monday night. Uh, Correct. Uh, what is game. it? Uh, Dallas, Tampa Bay? It's your boy. It's yep. uh, Tom Brady playing it's Dallas. Your boy. Dallas looked great yesterday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did they just not <laughs> play happened? anybody? They got killed by the commanders. I don't know. Yeah, what was that all about? Yeah, I think they didn't play I, anybody. Oh, maybe. So. Yeah. A friend of mine tweeted me this, which is a joke that's been around forever that I've never heard. Have you heard this? Uh, if you're the defensive coordinator for the commanders, are you the Washington, D.C.? Ah, oh, bum. What do you think How of did, that? I, how did like nobody it. write that joke for all of our lives? That just wrote itself. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. It wrote itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what the hell? All right, guys. Always good to talk to you. Nice go dogs. I'll talk to you next week. Go Vikings. Enjoy tonight. Too. Go Vikings and take the twins with you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so number one singer was Aretha Franklin. Was it number one. That's fair. Yes. And and the the last ten were they they made that Whitney Houston. Love you her. know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it had people. Voice. But you're right. No Celine Dion. Even with some uh, crazy names That's in like, there. What? There were some names in there. Were like Maybe what they the just hell? Forgot about her. Yeah, they yeah. There's probably just like a, a bunch of millennials. They no. dropped it someplace, and <laughs> apparently she criticized Rolling Stone at one point. So they no, took. They said, that. "Then are we'll take her out." Yes, they are that petty. Rolling Stone oh, is got, a they got hurt with a few awful wings. publication now. <laughs> it is a terrible publication. Now. Yes, they ruined it. Yeah, they did. I can't remember the guy's name who owns it, but he's a pain in the ass. Mm. And I, who the hell reads Rolling Stone anymore anyway? I, and I would imagine you can't be it's a hot. Online, you can't so. be a hot dogger because they only pay thirty six thousand a year. That's it. And I, wow. Yeah, I, they pay expenses. Well, but, Officer Dave says they're all like 18 years old. So, uh, so 36000 uh, a year with expenses. That's pretty that's good for 18. Probably not going to get you by. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Houston, let's see. Number three is Sam Cooke, Billy Holiday, yeah. Mariah Carey, yeah. Ray Charles, oh, yeah. Stevie Mariah Wonder, Carey, yeah. Beyonce, no. Not even close. No, Beyonce's actually Beyonce's a very talented great, singer. I mean, she definitely has yeah. some cla- some songs that are like, oh, it's just catchy and whatever. But it's like Lady Gaga. She's actually mm-hmm. a very talented singer. Yes, she is, yes. You know, top I ten, agree. though, in the history of humanity? That, that, there's Probably lots of, not. There's lots of questions about what could be done there. How many guys are in the top ten? Very few. Of That's the what top ten? Really? Uh, yeah. What was it? What? Let's see. Otis Redding, Al Green. Uh, so two. Stevie oh, Wonder, three, Ray Charles. Four. So it's actually it's about fifty fifty. Or five. Yeah, it's Sam Cooke. Yeah, it's fifty fifty. Okay, how many white guys are in the top ten? There are zero <laughs> white people in the top ten. I thought, but that's you know to be expected. Well, Aretha's top, hard to no, beat. Jo- oh, top John white Lennon's person 12. is John Lennon. Yeah, who I don't think is even the best singer in the Beatles. No, no Paul McCartney no. was a better singer yeah. than John Lennon. Yeah. So, Depends on which melody you go with. I suppose because yeah. he had a different melody. He, he he had a different sound. He did. No so question. there were there are songs that you couldn't have done without John. No, you're right. No, yeah. Look, I'm yeah. a huge Beatles fan, and then Paul, John, George, Ringo, all of them. I loved them all. And and John also had a different voice than almost any other singer. Yeah. He, so That's where true. where Paul's voice was a great voice is a great voice because he's still voice. alive. If you don't buy into the Paul's dead. Yeah. Um, he His voice is pretty close to a lot of people's voice. I suppose. You it's know? a very, very so. good voice. There's no question. All right. Is that everything but you Paul's, want? Paul's real close. Paul McIce T is on number 26. 26? Yeah. yeah. What, what did you say Ringo Paul? Is on list? Paul and who? I said Paul McIce T. Yeah. Paul McIce T. It's a okay. Simpsons reference. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Really? Yeah. I've, I've got to watch The Simpsons again. I haven't seen it. I haven't long. watched it in ages. I love The Simpsons. All right, anybody want to close with anything special? Anything special. Let's see. Uh, nice wait, to be back on the stay air after tuned. a month. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay Good tuned. Yeah, coming. really. Good things well, are Well, Wednesday, coming. definitely. What's definitely? Wednesday? Or yeah. probably. Yeah. No, Wednesday. Okay. What about Wednesday? No, we'll find out. Let's we'll we'll find out. You're going to announce your pregnancy, Dad. Yes, Let's I just mean, everybody no can tell. Like, well, I will. I will not be on for the next two Tuesdays tomorrow and a week from uh, tomorrow. Nor will I. Because I got some stuff that I have to take care of. And um, I got to take care of you. And you got to mm-hmm. take care of me. That's exactly right. So I don't have any lag now. 
I don't think no, so. There's no it's, lag at all. Okay. No. If you do, how, how it's, do we know if there's a lag? That's the thing. It's, <laughs> you can only tell if it's bad enough to make things you know right. bad. We, we need to play music and have her hum along. That's, yeah, that's yeah, like, <laughs> that you would be like the one we used to do with that. Yeah, yeah, that's how we found it because it'd be like dun dun dun. No, last year, last year it was so bad that everybody just kept on talking over each other because there was like three to four seconds, and that's way too long. We can deal with a second, but three to four is just too many. We changed the algorithm at some point last year, Ooh, and algorithm. it seems to have... Uh... Fancy. Well, we well, I think now that we don't have the radio station connection thing... That maybe. helps, too, yes. That does help a lot. So yes. Lisa Goodman is not going to seek re-election for city council. That's what I saw, yeah. yeah. So She's been around for Lisa a long Goodman, time. Lisa Goodman, she's been around for a long, long, long time. What's she going to try? Does she want to be mayor? No, I think governor? she's probably going to move on in life, but who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Right, <laughs> Northeast well. says he was at the doctor today. And he was asked if he was pregnant. Hmm. He's a 60-year-old man. What? But, oh, they, but they have to ask hey, You just now. never know but anymore. Is that, what? is that the questioning where it's like you don't have to, you know, it's not a mandatory well, question? I don't think you have to ask, no. but, I mean, you also don't have to ask. Yeah, well, theoretically, I've been asked that lots of times, but it's if always... If you're pregnant? Yeah, but it's always in the in the section of, you know, you don't need to, these are non-mandatory for you questions. They're just part of a form. <laughs> So. At least you don't have to take a pregnancy test. Yeah, that's true. Women, a lot of the time, when they go to the hospital for anything, you have to take a pregnancy test immediately. Really? Oh, really? First thing. Huh. Well, they're just that's like, because if you don't know if you're you don't pregnant, know. they yeah. give you something that that's true. causes yeah. a spontaneous abortion, I mean, yes, then they're in big yeah. trouble. It yes. makes sense why yeah. they do it, because yeah. I, I think more times than not, people probably are like, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, you don't know for the first however long. Laptop yeah. is closed. Time to go. So oh, we, I guess we're Alex, I need to talk to you, so call me. You guys will be on tomorrow, on but I will not be on. Or you can stand, stay on mic if they... Alex and I will not be here. Alex, I'll, I'll just be call here. you in the Mom car. Mom will be here, okay. and I think um, Ralph will be here. Ralph will be here. Yeah. And right. Tim, but not Kristen. Hang yeah, we're probably going to just do a short show tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Get to the bottom of this. Okay. What are we oh, getting okay. to the bottom of? We're done. You're wrapping so this we up. we can't talk about right oh, now. Oh, I thought okay. it was okay. Is, okay. All right. Uh, we're we'll shrouded talk, we'll in secrecy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, <laughs> and I'll talk to you thir- uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Bye. Whoa.